and gentlemen, welcome to a special Thanksgiving episode of the Fat Old Nerds Podcast. I am, of course, am your little tiny host, Bob Patterson. I was the final turkey left at the grocery store. I simply refer to you as Mr. Giblets. Mr. Giblets. He's a dish even gravy can't save. <laughs> well, the man who's been taking his damn sweet time getting ready tonight, uh, he's, a, he's that relative that uh, you hope doesn't show up to Thanksgiving dinner. Justin Moffat. He's sweats gravy. You turned into the, the weird robot voice then, so I don't even know what you said to me. Oh, God damn it. Hang on. <laughs> you know what? How about now? Do I sound gay robot now? No, not right now. Okay, good. I'm just not. I'm just gonna use the fucking fucking thing from the. I'm not even gonna use headset, headphones, or microphone. I'm just gonna use the whatever comes with the computer. Cause that I don't know. Shut up, both of you. Fuck <laughs> off. Cause you sound worse now, to be honest. Yeah, you do. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and the man who is uh, still trying to figure all his shit out is a man who based himself in his own. Uh, <laughs> Mike O'Brien. I don't know what insult you said for me, but fuck off. He's as exciting as a vegan turkey. Because <laughs> there ain't no meat there. <laughs> I can't figure out which ear the headsets go in. There we go. <laughs> it is unbelievable how bad we are at this. Like, it's really, really <laughs> have not improved. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, how you doing, gentlemen? <sighs> I don't know I'm... anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm high. If, right. I sound, if, if, if I sound like the robot, I'm just going to sound like the robot at this point. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry, folks. I don't think the two listeners we have left are going to care or finish the episode. It's going to be fine. Probably not. It's just yeah. going to be background noise during sex. Oh, God, I hope not. That would be really hard to... <laughs> I don't think I could maintain through that. I'd just have to... <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd be like, we can do this later or something. Wait till they shut up. i turn y'all off for sure. I'm going to attempt that now. So, any big holiday plans since Thanksgiving is coming up? <sighs> Uh, just eat a lot of food, probably at my sister's house. Uh, wanted to go to Mississippi and see some family, but uh, capitalism. Uh, so, you know, naturally I close the day before Thanksgiving and then work very early the day after. So a three and a half hour drive to and from uh, to go see the fam just doesn't sound like it's in the cards. I don't know if you ever had kids spend seven hours in the car, but it's not what you want to do. So I'm just no, going to myself. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see like them closer to Christmas, I guess. I don't like spending seven hours in a car, so I'm 37 years old. Yeah, it, it's like your profession now, so do you not spend seven hours in a vehicle, like, daily? But I get in and out of it, though. It's not seven uh-huh. hours straight. Okay, I guess I'm just picturing, like, truckers just all y'all. Like, you don't go nowhere unless it's four hours away, you know? Well, I mean, I do have a stop tomorrow that's practically heading towards Mississippi, so about a two-hour drive. 
Yeah, that's, that's, you know, I figured that was par for the course. I thought that was a day. Oh, yeah. It happens. Are you doing little 10 minute stops or whatever? Because fuck that, man. You got to get, won't you on them long hauls? Truck and car. Well, I'm there. local. I, I mean, I, the furthest I've gone so far is Gadsden, where you live. So. Oh, don't it's come here. <laughs> it's awful here. Don't come here. Like, stay away from here. Well, people need people need stuff, so I gotta deliver it to them. Yeah, nobody needs nothing here. Just. just anyway, as far as Thanksgiving plans, we're just doing our own thing at the house. We're not really going to see family or anything. Just eating food here. Probably put up Christmas decorations. Haven't done that yet. I have a date with Swanson. With Swanson? You're sad. You're sad and lonely. Yeah. I mean, mean, if you get down here, you can come eat with us. But, you know, there's the whole getting down here thing. Yeah. But you're welcome at the table. Because your wife is a good cook. Yeah. Although she won't be doing most of the cooking. My sister will, but my sister's also a good cook. So I'm sure we'll make something. I don't really know what. I usually like to pull out the chocolate cobbler around the, the holiday things. That's usually a, it's easy and it's usually a pretty popular, you know, so. Chocolate uh, cobbler. It sounds yeah. fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's sure. it's amazing. It's very tasty. Um, Bob is a chocolate simple. gobbler. He is a chocolate gobbler. I mean, to be fair, all of us has, have gobbled our share of, of chocolate. That's true. Like, what do y'all, what do y'all look forward to the most on Thanksgiving? Like what's, like both both on the table and dessert. Like what what's the one thing that you gotta have? We may have done this last year, but nobody fucking cares. Pumpkin pie for me as far as dessert goes. Pumpkin pie? Yeah, I love pumpkin pie. My favorite pie, I think. Yeah, and so the pecan pie's out there just living its life and you're gonna choose pumpkin as your favorite pie? Yeah. Fuck you. Ugh. I feel like your taste buds are mistaken. They're incorrect. And I like them. I've never been big on turkey, to be honest. Like, turkey is just, as far as meats, not my favorite one. I've always been more of a ham person myself. I love me some ham, too. And the ham's really good. But I feel uh, turkey is just, like, if I don't have turkey on Thanksgiving, I'm, like, even if it's dry turkey, like, even if the turkey wasn't well done, I need some turkey. Uh, maybe that's just because I'm nostalgic and, and prone to liking things the same way. But I want me some turkey. You, gotta, you yeah. can have your turkey. Lots and lots of it. I'm going to have turkey, and I want some giblet gravy. I want some giblet. I want chunks of stuff. I don't even know what it is. I want turkey organs poured on top of my dressing and my turkey in a weird, creamy sauce. Giblets is a weird word. I don't like it that is, word. strange. Honestly, you know, thanks well, Thanksgiving is the only time I've ever used the word giblets. Like, I don't, I don't know of any other application where I can use the word giblets. I'm, I'm assuming there are others, but they're probably all cooking related. Oh, got kicked in the giblets. Another word for testicles, maybe. So, what about you, Bob? What are you looking for on the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving table? Uh, we're definitely going with the green bean casserole. I do that like the green bean casserole. I do love and the green bean casserole. I'm not too much on Thanksgiving desserts, to be honest. Like, if there's like banana pudding or any sort of cobbler there, I'm down. You're just down? See, for banana pudding, I will put out. 
I will. I, I will. Be I won't put out for dessert. Yeah, I, I will put out for banana pudding. Although, thankfully, my wife makes just excellent banana pudding, so uh, I'm allowed to put out for it. But I don't know, the green bean casserole, I didn't really appreciate until later in life. Can y'all hear the absolute maelstrom of childhood angst that is happening outside of my door? I heard that, and I thought I heard something that sounded like sirens. Uh, I was assuming somebody got murdered outside of Bob's apartment. So now, now, now sirens. Uh, I was about to say, I think it's just a three-year-old that's very angry about something that's probably non-consequential. But, you know, he's he's been feeling a little under the weather, and boy, do they get fussy. Boy, do they get fussy. That's just something to look forward to, isn't it? It is. Yeah, you got that coming. It's going to be a good time. I mean, they, they're adorable most of the time. But, you know, when they get pissed, they'll get pissed for the stupidest fucking reasons. And then, uh, like, they had a knockdown, drag out, absolute war earlier, just over who was going to hold the phone uh, to talk to my mom. Like, they just, like, with the little one pooped in the potty for the first time today, which, yeah, because he's really been, he's really been pushing against that. He has been anti-poop in the potty. PP in the potty, man, we've had that down for a minute, but no pooping in the potty. But today he was like, hey, I got a poo-poo. And we're like, you got a poo Yeah. Yeah, let's go do it, bro. So, uh, yeah, successfully pooped in the potty, so we had to make a huge deal. The whole family did a dance and uh, did the poo-poo in the potty uh, uh, chant. Um, and then uh, he got to call uh, Grandma, you know, to uh, uh, let her know that he successfully doo-dooed in the toilet. And, uh, uh, yeah, they, they absolutely went to war over who was going to hold that phone. <laughs> who, who won? Uh, ultimately, me. I, I won, ultimately. Oh, he's out there on the phone. <laughs> but uh, as for me, my family always makes fudge at Thanksgiving. There's somebody who always makes fudge, and so 100% of the time, like when I walk in the door, uh, uh, like before I even greet anybody, I go find the little tray of fudge and I'm, I'm, I'm have a little fudge in my mouth, and then I go say hello to all the people I love slightly less than I love fudge. <laughs> uh, and I think for dish, um, uh, it's dressing is what I'm looking forward to. By golly, I, I, li- I like turkey. I like ham. Green bean casserole. Yes, sir. Mac and cheese. What up? How you doing? Mashed potatoes. Yeah, we're friends. Um, but dressing, a well-made dressing, boy, I'm a, I could fill up a separate plate of that shit and just just become fatter and fatter and fatter. Good times. It's not like you need any more stuffing. Yeah, I don't need any more stuffing. But you know, this is this is the fat guy holiday. This is where we go. This is this is where we become one with ourselves and and truly experience life as we want to. And, this is uh, where diet dreams come to die. Yeah, exactly. Like this is the part of the year where you like realize that diet you were going to start all year is not fucking happening this year. That's <laughs> just. Let's kick it off right. Let's put on 30 pounds before January 31st. And let's go into the new year fucking hating ourselves because of how we look in the mirror. You know, like that <laughs> belly button. It's just, it's going to keep on jiggling. Going to keep on jiggling till the jiggling stops. It never stops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do. I love the shit out of this holiday, though, because it's a good time of year, man. It's transitional. Like, you're not tired of Christmas shit yet, unless you work in retail. In that case, you've been tired of Christmas shit since August. Um, 
Yeah. But you know, it's nice and cool outside and shit. Uh, if they're going to release a Home Alone movie, it's going to be around this time of year. I don't think we'll get any more Home Alones, but you know, I could go for a gritty reboot. There's a new on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. Like, wait, but there's a new Home Alone. Yeah. What? Well, Macaulay Culkin's not in it. Fuck you. Well, there's he's a like, new Home Alone. Yeah, well, he's like 40, so at this point he would just have a gun and shoot the intruder. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> you can't tell me like they couldn't do a good Home Alone movie. Are both the people that played the 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 Wet Bandits are they both still around? They're still alive. Yeah, they're still alive, but no, they're not in it. I don't know. It's like a reboot or something or a remake or a, I don't know. Like a reboot. Like tell. Oh man, come on now. Like the Wet Bandits finally get out of prison. And, like, they've been holding this grudge for 30 fucking years. And Kevin McAllister is now older and wiser and uh, able to, like, man, like, I'm just now, I'm just now hitting on this idea. But you give me a, give me a minute to sit down and, and, uh, and jot down some thoughts. We can come up with something. Macaulay Culkin can rise again. Well, there's a theory that uh, he grew up to become the Jigsaw Killer in the uh, Saw movies. Okay. We can go that route if you want to. I don't think Disney's going to pick that one up. I think we need to keep it in the spirit of Disney. And, like, I still want to be able to take the kids to see it. Um, uh, but, yeah, like, we could we could totally make a good Home Alone movie starring Macaulay Culkin. Like, I don't know, man. Like, he's old enough to have kids and shit. Like, like there's, there's a lot of ways we can go. I feel it, like they... It would just be him just, you know, arming his home... His home security system and that's it <laughs> that's okay. a little better at this point i mean that's what i do every night so it's like called, it's called a uh, home sweet home alone and it's on disney plus now oh see i got it the wet bandits they to get revenge they come and take macaulay culkin's kids right and so he goes john wick and like now, they're the ones that are home alone, right? The wet bandits are home alone, and Macaulay is fucking coming. And 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 they try to set up the traps and stuff, but now he outsmarts them and shit, and he turns that shit around on them, and they get all, yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. That yes, sounds it does, awesome. doesn't it? Get me the head of Disney on the phone. I want to speak to Walt. Unfreeze that <laughs> Pretty sure he's dead, but okay. Uh -oh. They got his head frozen, man. You just got to defrost him in the microwave for a little bit. Ooh. He's going to have that weird thing where it's really hot on the outside and cold on the inside. But, like, enough to just talk to him, you know? Like, hey, bro, you had a good idea. I'm sure my colleague, but I think he's still good on money, but, you know, throw enough yeah, money. Do it just for fun. If he did an episode of Angry Video Game Nerd just for fun, then... Yeah, and he's done a few movies. He did Party Monster and stuff. That was that was pretty good. A little bit sad at times, but a, a fun movie, anyways. When the, okay, this may sound horrible, but the first time I ever saw My Girl, I laughed about the bees. Why would you laugh about that? I don't know. <laughs> Why would that be funny? He died. No. I just laughed at it. I just thought it was funny. I think Not the fact that he ended up dead, but just, just a kid getting attacked by bees. It just amused me at the time. Honestly, being a kid of the 80s, you had seen so much fucked up shit by then. Like, you'd already been through Bambi's mom and fucking Artax and all this other shit. 
that we had or the land before time my god yeah like, that fucking Littlefoot's mama, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, you'd probably seen some shit by then. So by the time they fucking off Macaulay Culkin, you're just like, yeah, yeah, he can't see you without his glasses. Mm, <laughs> 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 oh, damn. Oh. Well, uh, speaking of movies and such, uh, I went and saw a movie. Oh, did you now? We haven't heard oh, you talk you? about it. Yeah, you didn't say anything about it. You you didn't mention that you were going to go see a movie. A million yeah. times on Facebook and in our group chat. Yeah, you, didn't do, you didn't do countdowns or like dress up or anything. I didn't dress up. It was too cold to technically dress up, so I just had my PKE meter and my trap hook to my trench coat. <laughs> that's, that's dressing up. You had a prop. That's, yeah. Well, I went to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I will talk a little bit about it without spoiling it, because these two have not seen it yet. Yeah, thank you. But as a true, like, Ghostbusters fan, you know, to our listener out there, uh, <laughs> I have the Ghostbusters emblem tattooed on my arm. So I, I am devoted. And this film did it all justice. It, at first, I'm just like, eh, this is kind of slow, but once, like, they move into the Egon's house. That's where it starts to pick up. And they had, it, it seemed like stuff from the first one, but they, they worked it into this town to where it was, it was good. It wasn't trying to just shit all over what they had already done. But seeing Paul, Paul Rudd get chased by a terror dog through Walmart was just great. And it jumps on his car. And the, like throughout the movie, there were there were some arrows that got me in the chest. Some arrows yeah. that got you in the chest. Yeah, like like it, it towards the end of Fellowship, where uh, they're fighting the Urukai and Boromir gets all fucked up. Yeah. Like throughout the movie, is like I was catching arrows like he was. <laughs> One in particular that really, really, really got to me was uh, when the girl, her name is Phoebe discovers the jumpsuits and she reaches into one of Egon's jumpsuits and pulls out an empty crunch bar wrapper, which is a, a reference to the first movie. And then she finds a pair of his glasses and I was just like, <laughs> but uh, I was, I was prepared to, to, to well up and cry when the originals showed back up but i didn't i was more excited because everybody was clapping it's just towards the end something happens and it it there was more than arrows i got my my head blown off by a battleship i I'm felt just, the way you're talking i'm just gonna presume one of them dies i mean somebody has to die please for the love of god don't tell me because i do want to see this movie yeah yeah they, don't, they, don't they, spoil have, it you gotta kill they're old you gotta kill one two or all three you know like like it's just gotta happen and then you can bust their ghost asses (laughs) 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 i want them to fucking die and then just immediately be like like, (laughs) 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 but my bottom line is it was an amazing movie jason reitman did a good job so congratulations to him and everybody who worked on it, they did a really good job. I was afraid of some characters, of how they would be like the character. His name is Podcast. 
uh, I was afraid of him in the trailers, but when the movie started and he was in it, I was fine with it. He, he actually has really good chemistry with the Phoebe character. So it's it, it's a it's a good callback. Um, they don't mention anything about Ghostbusters two in it, but they say Ghostbusters two is still canon. I just didn't oh, so they it. don't they don't mention that movie at all, just the first uh, one. Yeah, it, it it has to pertain to events that happened in the first one. Okay, so I need to go back and watch those, man, because I've I've seen them. I think I I know I've seen the first one. I think I've seen the second one. Man, has it been a long time though? I don't remember shit. So I guess they just completely ignore that the all females. I mean, that one was a reboot. I don't even think that was the same universe, was it? Uh, I I don't even know about that one. It, it did better. Afterlife did better in its opening weekend than the female one. So. Now we know who's on top. <laughs> I don't think it's a war. I just, I don't know. I kind of want to see that one too. I just never got around to it, you know, which is the case with a lot of movies with me. It has its moments. I, Kate, Okay, Kate McKinnon's in it, and Kate McKinnon could be sitting there in a chair watching a, or reading a magazine for an hour and a half, and I would still watch her. Just because she's that pretty and that funny. Creepy. Creepy, whatever. Watch her read. That's that's. So basically, you're saying you would just watch her through the window of her house like a creepo. Is what you're saying? Yeah, that that doesn't sound at all off-brand for Bob. Like if Bob, like if we were like, "Hey, what'd you do last night, Bob?" and he was like, "Oh, I sat out somebody inside somebody's window and just watched them," I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds like you shouldn't do that." I feel like I don't approve of what you did, but it doesn't surprise me at all that that's how you spent your evening. <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I stalked somebody that acknowledged me on the internet. So, why do yeah. you guys think I'm a stalker and I'm creepy? I'm sitting in a friend's car today, and she was talking on the phone to someone, and she like flashed it over at me, and she's like, "Hey, this is Bob. He's the sketchy motherfucker that lives in my building." <laughs> yeah it's I mean just, is, she, is she inaccurate in that description people around here call me uh, either serial killer or unabomber because when I go out like outside in the cold I have on my hoodie and my glasses and my toboggan and I look like the unabomber so I know where that one's coming from yeah but uh yeah people <sighs> When I first moved in here, people were like very unsure of me. As to be fair, I've known you now for since like sixth grade, and I'm still pretty unsure of you, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so, pretty you know, much. I'm an eternal mystery. <laughs> it's not so much a yeah. mystery. It's just not so much of a mystery as it is just you know being creeped out. Yeah, we just we know who you are. Is is. Why yeah. we think these terrible things about you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Thank you. But yes, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Go see it, folks. Worth it. So worth it. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I'm pretty excited to see that one. I saw a movie too, but it wasn't uh, one I really wanted to see that much. I went and saw Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, the How oldest- was Clifford? Uh, it really wasn't wasn't that bad. 
Um, and it was a field trip for my my oldest son's school, like right before they go to Thanksgiving break. Um, so it was a theater full of like parents, a few teachers, and then uh, so many four and five year olds. Um, <laughs> I have I have never seen so many people in a theater get up to go to the bathroom. Like myself, <laughs> I had to get up and like you know either go use the bathroom myself or go get another drink or. Or we had a mid-movie request for gummies that I was like, yeah, fine, I'll go get some damn gummies. Uh, and then we had the child. So myself, I got up four times, and uh, I was not the one that got up the most at all. You know, so it was. I don't know. But the kids had a good time. Like it was the first time uh, uh, my eldest ever saw like how big those screens get. So when we walked in, he was just like, holy shit, you know, like <laughs> those things are big. And it's like, yeah, I told you, man, it's going to be a big screen. And then, uh, you know, once the music's blaring, like, they started getting up and dancing and stuff. And I was like, you know, we're watching movies wrong. These kids got it figured out, man. Like, when the music <laughs> scenes go off, they're all just like, ah, 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 yeah. I was like, hey, y'all are getting more out of this than I've ever gotten out of a movie. And it's like, I know for a fact that my kid didn't give a shit about Clifford before today. But, uh. I was going to say, would he even know who Clifford is? I mean, uh, uh. Victoria used to watch Clifford, so like she had some affinity for it. I was aware of Clifford, but Clifford wasn't a big part of my childhood. But yeah, I think I don't think he watched the cartoon until like they knew they were gonna go watch this movie. So like he had seen it before, but I mean like he, you know, the the movie made a big impression though. You know, it's a big ass dog, and it was it was funny at times. There were some jokes in there for the parents and stuff. Uh, uh, you could do worse watching a kids movie for sure. Um, and it has that dude from Arrested Development. I can't remember his actual name. Uh, he plays Buster Bluth in the Arrested Development. Like, uh, I got I, army mother. You know, he's the one obsessed with his mom. Yeah, I can't think of his. I can't think. Yeah, his of real name. His real name's not super important, but he played the bad guy, and uh, uh, he's been delightful in everything I've ever seen him in. And he was he was good as a kind of bumbling uh, children's bad guy so i i enjoyed it well like the, the first movie you ever see on the big screen like always will stick with you and change your perspective beyond that point my first was uh as far as i remember it was who framed roger rabbit that's a good one that's a good one i have no fucking idea but my i remember my first magical movie experience was uh jurassic park that was probably the most mature movie I'd ever seen in the movies at that point. Definitely wasn't the first I ever saw, but it was the first that ever drew me in to the point where I was like, you know, gone from the world and I was in the world and very scared of these dinosaurs. And it was a probably good time. The, the most awesome movie experience I had um, uh, when the animated, when the Batman animated movie came out, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, my dad worked uh, security at the theater that that movie had because he was really good friends with the uh, theater manager at the time. I got to see that movie in the theater with my family, just us, nobody else, private screening. That was pretty cool. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's a really, it was a really good movie, too. Huh. There's a lot of people out there that disagree with you. I thought it was a good movie. A lot of, a lot of people say they hated it. I don't know. I thought Mask of the Phantasm twice. I thought Mask of the Phantasm, even not being as in the fandom as y'all are, I thought Mask of the Phantasm was well loved. I did too. I thought it was a good movie. I don't know. But the fight in theaters. 
by myself. I got a private screening of uh, Indian in the Cupboard uh, with me, my dad, and uh, uh, my brother. And no, maybe not my brother. He may not have existed. And my sister. But that wasn't because we knew anybody. It's just because my dad took us to a children's movie way later than he should have. And so it was like <laughs> 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night when the movie started. And so when we come out, it's like 11 or 11.30, you know. And, uh, I have yeah, heard we that movie. We were the only people in the it wasn't, that wasn't a great movie from what I remember. I don't know. Some people liked it. I, I didn't care for it. The, I did the one thing I remember from it was, uh, you know, he puts the shit in the cupboard and it comes to life. Uh, he had put in a Luke Skywalker and a Darth Vader figure, and they were lightsaber fighting. Oh, uh, okay. It's like one of the only things I remember. I don't even remember what the hell the, pl- the fucking plot was of that movie. <laughs> I I want I want the sequel to that too, where he's just like, let me put my flashlight in there. (laughs) (laughs) So, so a question, Clifford, the big red dog. Uh, I don't know why I'm asking this. I think it's kind of a weird question, but were there any references to him like taking a whiz on anything like dogs have a tendency to do? Oh yeah, somebody gets pissed on. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's not like a direct stream. It's more Clifford pisses on something, and then the force of that piss causes the piss to go on someone else. Um, unfortunately, we did not get any gigantic piles of dog shit. Uh, but, but we did get, yeah, we got some piss. Yeah, you get, you get, to, you get your golden shower. So don't you worry. <laughs> I was at a... Um... The title of the episode... You get your golden shower, don't worry. I was at a, this, speaking of dogs, I was at a stop a couple days ago at work. Uh, It was at a canine training facility in Montgomery for like canine unit dogs. Mm -hmm. And from there, they were in like the fences and stuff. And they were barking at me, which, but they were behind fences. And when I first heard them bark, I was like, oh shit, there's one of them coming after me. And I was like, oh my God, they're behind the fence. But when I went to go get the paperwork signed, one of them kind of trotted around to the side of the where the front where the door to the office was, and the fence is right there. It for a second, turns around, and then just proceeds to pee in my direction. Just lifts his leg and pees straight through the gate at me. Like I was like, "Well, that was kind of rude." Damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like he just he didn't pee on me, but he in my direction and I was like that, that was kind of rude what did I do to you he made, he made it clear that like if he was able to pee on you he would like he you know. oh if he was able to attack and kill me, he probably could too I mean it's a canine unit dog they're perfectly capable they just rip out your jugular then piss on you for good measure <laughs> pretty much yeah the first time I ever realized it's German shepherds right they were all German shepherds generally yeah yeah, the first time I ever realized how big those fucking, and maybe I've told this story ten times, I don't know, I can't remember what the fuck I say day to day, but the first time I ever realized how big one of those fucking dog's mouths are is one of them had, like, opened the fence and got to my brother's dog, and I was trying to, like, you know, get him off that, because he was not being aggressive, he was being, uh, well, he was being aggressive, but in the, uh, I'm gonna put my wiener in you kind of way, rather than I'm gonna kind of bite you kind of way, and I'm out there just like, now, go and get, you know, and he, uh, he snapped <laughs> at me, get. Yeah, and like when it snapped at me, it was like that face elongated and just fucking stretched out into infinity. Like I'm gonna bite you with this gigantic jaw. And I was like, fucking no. 
I eventually got the dog out of there, but man, uh, I, yeah, I was, that's scary, scary. I feel bad for anybody that's ever been bitten by one of those fuckers. I imagine it does not feel pleasant. Yeah, no, probably not. If any of us get bit, I hope it's you, Bob, then you can tell us about it. I mean, I've had an encounter with one of those dogs before. Um, you know, Bob was on this, but my dad, you know, used to be the uh, sergeant of the Jefferson County SWAT team. And they would run the uh, SWAT schools. And uh, Bob has assisted numerous times being the antagonist for those things, meaning they would... So much fun. Yeah, it was very fun. We would just basically be acting like how we think criminals would act in those situations, whether it would be logical or illogical. Um, but I don't think Bob was with me on this one. Um, they were doing some training also since, I guess, they work closely with this the canine unit. And when I first started these things, I was like, how much resistance can I put up when they come in to arrest me? And he was like, well, you can put up as much as you want, but just keep in mind, they're going to take you down. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make them work for it, but I'm not going to, like, struggle and fight them behind the, you know, battle off six police officers. But I was like, I'm going to make them work for it. Well, what he... One of the guys that was with the canine unit, uh, the dog was muzzled. Uh, he literally picked the dog up in the training exercise. Like they were doing like a dining, which is basically just kicking the front door down and just, you know, zerg rushing the whole place. Well, the canine unit guy picked the dog up and put him through the window. And they usually train these dogs in German. So they'll only listen to their trainer. And basically, he said something in German, which probably amounts to fuck him up. And the dog proceeds to chase me down, muzzled, mind you, and knocks me down to the ground and just has me pinned down, barking in my ear. And I was terrified. <laughs> the dog was muzzled, but the dog, if he wanted to, probably still killed me. Yeah. That's terrifying, to be honest. It's, it is incredibly terrifying. But then what was funny after the... Uh, after training exercise was over, never wanted me to wanted to play fetch with me the whole time. Uh, it, it tried to it tried to kill me five seconds or five minutes later, five minutes later. It wanted to play fetch. A little bit scary though, because if the dude had just said the right word, he would have been right back to just tearing your nuts off. Probably yeah. So I can only imagine how terrifying it would be to have one of them come at you without a muzzle on. So I think I would have passed on that turn. I'm just like, nah, you can handle this one, Micah. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew that the dog was there, but I had no idea they were going to actually use the dog in that particular scenario. They didn't, we're going to do this. It was kind of like, hey, just keep in mind at some point we're going to get in. You know, I mean, I didn't have a gun or anything, so I couldn't like shoot them off or anything, but I had no idea the damn dog was coming. <laughs> That's what made my dog being shoved through a window coming at me. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God! Pretty much, yeah. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm not going to resist at all. I'll, I'll put up a little bit of a struggle for you with the dog. No, I'm good. Damn. Yeah, not fun. But I would imagine that didn't happen in Clifford the Big Red Dog. Did he bite anybody or eat anybody? 
Oh, yeah, he goes most of the movie without any kind of violence, but right there at the end, just absolutely mangles the uh, bad guy. He just tears his throat out. We had to have a talk with the kids, you know. <laughs> big, big, big tonal shift. I love that. I mean, but. <laughs> he's he's not even red until the end of the movie, and then at the end of the movie, just fucking murks this one dude. Then he's covered in blood, and it's like, oh, he's a big red dog. Oh, <laughs> I might be more interested in seeing the movie if that was the case. You know, you know, it would have been an interesting movie. Although I don't, I don't know that uh, the boy would have liked it quite so much. Well, he might have. He likes creepy shit. He just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look at the blood. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yay. Yeah, hang on. I'm gonna look at the topic list thingy because uh oh. if you if you you can give it give it some thought for a little bit. What are it if you were on death row? What would your last meal consist of? Hmm. The fuck. <laughs> for me. It would be a bag of jalapeno Cheetos, two uh, pepperoni pizzas, the kind, the square kind they used to serve in the lunchroom at school. I want two of those, and then I want some Popeye's fried chicken and some biscuits. And God, even on death row, you eat like you're in poverty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your last meal is still a poverty meal, basically. <laughs> well, I can't tell him to go find the world's rarest truffle. <laughs> the guard's just like, oh, I feel sorry. I'm going to have my wife whip something up for your poor ass. Ramen <laughs> <laughs> you know, noodles, too, sweetheart. God damn. <laughs> Are we even really killing this motherfucker? He ain't even lived yet. <laughs> There was a guy who was uh, uh, executed, and he asked for part of his last meal. Uh, he wanted some SpaghettiOs. Micah, you can sympathize with that. You like SpaghettiOs. I'm a SpaghettiO fan, too, bro. As long as it's got meatballs or the little hot dog pieces in it. Don't give me no SpaghettiOs without some protein in there, though. They, uh, well, they didn't give him SpaghettiOs. They gave him spaghetti, and his last words to were... I asked for SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. I want the press to know this. <laughs> Goddamn. That's rough. Although I do think they kind of limit you to what they have there, right? Like they don't go run around for you and be like, oh, it I got to pick up. On which state it is. Uh, okay. Because I was going to say, like, I'd probably request some homemade shit, you know? Like I'm going to get my wife to whip me up something. I definitely want some banana pudding. Um, Something tells me that if you're on death row, I don't think your wife is going to have a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. I, you never know. I could have done something. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I, I took out a important political figure or something. Or, you know, I just ran into fucking uh, uh, Ben Shapiro on the street and was like, you know what? We're just going to do this now. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, she probably, yeah, if I end up on death row, she probably doesn't like me anymore. Um, if I'm just going, like, fast, if they're just like, ah, you're limited to fast food, I'm probably going to get something from, like, Taco Bell. Uh, 
you know, like it just because like I've never I've been to a bad McDonald's and I've been to a bad Jack's and I've been to a I've been to some really bad Burger Kings and shit, but I've never been to a bad Taco Bell. I've been to some dirty ones, but the food still tasted good. Yeah, so. I've been to a Hardee's that had a 70 health rating. Ooh, that's only <laughs> reason was because we were coming home from a family get together and it was like late at night. And the only place in this tiny ass podunk town that was still open was the Hardee's. And we saw the health rating, or I saw it after we had ordered the food. I looked at my mom and was like, did you see the health rating? And I was like, I don't really care. I'm too hungry to give a shit right now. <laughs> I'll get the cockroach me. out the hash browns. Fuck it. Uh, I did have Hardee's cook me a burger one time that like I, I opened. And uh, like part of the patty had gotten flipped in a weird way and was still like raw in one section. And I just you know, I had to take it back to him and be like, can I have, could you cook a burger, please, and, and give me a cooked burger rather than the raw meat that I'm <laughs> being uh, presented with. Like, I don't even know how the fuck they manage that shit, but uh, I don't know. Next one was cooked, I guess. I, <sighs> the last, I don't know what my last meal would be. Yeah. Honestly, I don't I don't know that I'd put that much thought into it. It's like, you know, pizza or tacos or something. You know, just give me something good, I guess. I would eat I something I that's gonna make my tummy like rumbly, and because they say they say one of the things you do after you die is your bowels release. Well, I want them to have a have a hell of a fucking mess to clean up after they fucking fry my ass. I put way too much thought into this. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You plan on going to death row? You've been sitting out them windows for a little no, bit long. No, it's like well, it's time to crawl. I watched some. YouTube, <laughs> I watched some TikToks about last row, la, uh, last meals of famous death row inmates. And it just got me thinking, what would I eat? But it just, if I have to choose just one thing from my item list, it's going to be those two pepperoni pizzas like they used to serve in school. That's what I want to die on. I like those pizzas, but I always put ketchup on them for some reason. And my wife what thinks that fuck? makes me a literal goddamn terrorist. A bunch Why of kids you, did that. I never did that. That's weird. Why would you put ketchup on a pizza? And because like the tomato sauce on them doesn't have any real flavor, and the, the ketchup gives it just a little bit of zing to make you feel like you got an actual sauce on it. I don't know, man. I I don't know why I started. I don't know. Remember when I had the idea? But like those school pizzas, you need to throw a little ketchup on them. Same with uh, uh, pizza rolls. You can use some pizza rolls. You need to just dip your little ketchup on there. Trust me promise although my, my wife rolls. like i said contends that this makes me a terrorist but i don't think i so. would try if i one of my last meals would probably be something like a big fat thick ribeye steak and a hamburger but i would also try to see if i could physically force myself to eat a gigantic bucket of ice cream just to see if i can by myself pretty sure try i to could kill yourself with food before they can kill you yeah pretty much yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could eat a bucket of ice cream by myself now. Not that it would be very, you know, not that anybody would probably suggest that I do so, but I probably could. Oh, yeah, I, I would believe it. Yeah, if, if like if somebody was like, hey, you got to bet five dollars on whether or not Micah can eat a giant bucket of ice cream. Yay or nay. Like I'm going in the yay camp. I'm, I, I don't <laughs> believe in you in many situations, but in that one, <laughs> I believe in you. Thank I don't you. Know if I can eat anymore. Here, smoke this. Here, smoke this. 
Okay, so to to end up on death row, you got to do something pretty bad. So like, let's say, all right, Bob, you're they call you serial killer around there. So if you're a serial killer, how are how what's your serial killer method? How do you feel like if you were a serial killer, are you gonna serial kill? What the fuck? God I mean, damn. I've never gone that far as to think. Well, apparently Justin has. I think Justin has this very well thought out. No, I've got it narrowed down to like three different. <laughs> oh, so it's narrowed down. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I know for a, like I I feel like my targets would probably be male, um, because I don't want to hurt women. I don't want to hurt kids. Uh, uh, and and I've kind of got it narrowed down. I feel like it's it's going to be something kind of interpersonal, you know. So we're pretty much left with with knife, hammer, or hands. I feel like hands is a little too risky. Hammer's going to be kind of messy. And knives, I just, when you hold a knife, it just feels correct, at least to me. You know, when I hold a knife, I'm just like, yeah, you belong in my hand. Like a fat, out of shape Brock Sampson. Yeah. Thank you. That was very sweet. Uh, I mean, he has yeah. the same rule. He doesn't, I mean, he'll beat the shit out of, but he doesn't kill women or children, and he only uses a knife to do that killing. Leon, the professional, has the same thing. Like, that's one of the first things he tells old girl, you know, no women, no kids. Uh, yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, I just, I feel like, uh, uh, I don't think I'd, if I was going to serial kill, like, I don't feel like I'd be without purpose. Like, I'd, I'd find a reason and, uh, you know, I feel like there's some dudes out there who give you a reason. I don't know if we should publish this conversation. Maybe we keep this episode to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I've answered now. So, y'all, if you're going to do some serial killing, how do you think you're going to serial kill? I don't think I've ever put any kind of thought into it. I don't really think I'd murder anybody, to be honest. Apparently, Justin just thinks about 24-7. Mm-hmm. If you're on death row eating the last meal, you did something. Or how'd you get on death row then if you ain't serial killing? Tax evasion. I don't know. <laughs> Tax evasion. They don't put you on death row for that yet. I uh, evaded a lot of ta- I evade I evaded a lot of taxes, so now when we end up on planet Amazon or planet Tesla, you know, once we kill this planet and have to go to space with the billionaires, uh, you know, then they'll probably put you on death row for like shoplifting or something. But until then, I don't, you know, you can't go to the death row for tax evasion. I feel like you'd be cannibalism. Micah's cannibalism. <laughs> Who would be his course of victim, though? What would be his I, taste? I, I think just whoever looks tender, you know, whoever looks looks uh, tasty, you know, like, like somebody got just a little bit of paprika on their arm and he was just like, rrr, rrr. <laughs> Seasoning. I don't really know of any person I've ever looked at and thought, hmm, they look tender and tasty. I mean... You said that about me. You just look squishy, that's all. I'm all gristled. And I don't think you'd be gristled. No, I think you'd just be way too marbled. There's way too much marbling, Bob. That's one of them, like... Uh, Cheap cuts of meat where it's like you get one or two good bites and it's like, let me cut this gigantic chunk of fat off. And then you get another one or two good bites. (laughs) Here's the the cheap end of the ribeye. 
God damn, I've never heard my fatness described like that. Too much marbling. marbling. You're very marbled. You're very marbled. Uh, that's what I'm going to say from now on is I am, I am very marbled. You are marbled. It's a good description of yourself. How are you going to serial kill Bob? I don't necessarily say I would serial kill. I mean, there's there's one person that, you know, might end up on my list, but there's just really nobody let's I want to. <laughs> let's not go that deep into it. Yeah. Too late. He already did. So apparently, so apparently there is somebody out there Bob wants to murder. So that's that's just fantastic. I'm yeah. sure he deserves it, but still, he just. He just blurted it out there for all of France to hear, apparently. I, I mean, they probably don't put you on death row for one. Like, I feel like they just put give you life or something, usually, right? Well, no, they do death row the shit out of some people for one murder, don't they? Eh, that's just boring, though. I feel like Bob's would be fandom-based. Like, he's going to have a... He's going to go onto the internet and find people he vehemently disagrees with and then find them... And he'll have to be a he'll have to be a uh, opportunistic like like surprise him you know he 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 can't do any Jason walking down the hallway with the knife stuff he's got to just you know like oh <laughs> they're in bed I'm gonna chloroform him because he's already asleep they're already asleep uh, and then uh, uh, he he'd have a little showiness to it you know like uh, they they'd come to and they'd be all restrained and stuff and there'd just be Ghostbusters figures looking at him. <laughs> And he'd be like, I heard you liked the reboot more than you liked the originals. How do you like it now? You know, and he just gets his fucking like uh, proton pack. But, you know, he's just rigged it up to where it's just now a flamethrower and just. (laughs) 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 Or he just beats him to death with it. I mean, just bludgeon death. That would take so long with those, those, you know, those weak strikes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should just not, start, maybe I should start killing people who like the last Jedi. I mean You think you got the mineral sun? Come on over, you know where I stay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget I was the one that brought this topic up, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah. I I don't know. I, I have, I'll, I'll put some thought into it. And... Yes, think really hard about how you're going to serial kill somebody. That doesn't sound messed <laughs> up. You know I mean, it sounds just like a normal, you know, shower thought to him. Yep. Shower thought? Yeah, just thoughts in the shower. He just, hmm, I passed that guy on the day, and I think I would have just murdered him this way. That's think, that's the stuff I envision going on inside your head is just randomly no, base plan for how it would be initiated. It wouldn't be a serial kill. It would just be like a one shot Johnny. <laughs> well, for one thing, I do think before I met my wife and we had children and stuff like that, I do think I was just one or two really bad life events away from a really dark path. But, two, I, I think it's more like, instead of, like, I don't want to be a serial killer or nothing like that. It's just, uh... <laughs> I, dis- I disagree, but okay. I just, I, 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 I think it's more, I always have a story rolling around in my head. I never sit down and put them to paper or anything like that, but there's always just, there's always something brewing. I just don't ever do anything with it, which is, you know, uh, 
the the title to my autobiography or the sequel. I think I had I already had one title of my autobiography on the show. But either way, and I mean, like y'all never had those thoughts of like, hey, if somebody busted in and just started murking people right now, like, what would I do? And like, look around and be like, I'll throw the chair at them or something. Well, yeah, that's self defense. Yeah. That's not premeditated murder, like you <laughs> think about all time. I mean, there's a big difference. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. According to our judicial system, it might not be, but you know, it's. I think it's just it's the same thing, just on different ends of the street, you know. <laughs> You know, the more we keep talking about this, the more I realize that Justin's hair looks absolutely like a serial killer's right now. Absolutely. <laughs> he looks like an insane serial killer right now. You know? As he is stroking his beard. Thinking he's about got the, the look. He's bit. got the look. He's got the look. He's got the look. He would murder he would people. Dress make a blue-eyed boy kill. Hmm? He would dress as divine and murder people. Oh, God. Uh, Nah, I don't think, uh, you know, if you're going to go that route, like, you just got to be practical. You know, you want to be comfortable, uh, wear dark clothing, um, and something you want to attach to. I would, I would picture you just up and murdering people butt-ass naked for some reason. I, I, think just we it. It. I think we discussed that one day, because then, like, all you got to do is take a shower. You ain't got to get rid of no clothes. All you got to do is just, just go take a shower. Like, I mean, you if you're going to be... be if you're going to be serial killing people, you might as well up the level of insanity and just be butt-ass naked the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And then if any survivors get out, they're just like, oh, this motherfucker was hairy and naked. Ooh. <laughs> but hairy in all the wrong places. Like, almost <laughs> no hair on his chest. But his back, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you're having, there's a home invasion going on. Like, nothing would terrify anyone more than someone just running out of a bedroom naked and then, like, like fucking football tackled them to the floor yeah. simultaneously slitting their throat with his own penis yeah but i think if i'm going the knife route though i don't think i'm gonna do it naked just just in case you know just in case you're wild <laughs> yeah exactly i don't want to accidentally fillet the little guy you know or get yourself to other vasectomy like stab yourself in the leg or something. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I know exactly what it feels like to have your testicles cut on. I don't want to experience it. Again. <laughs> I'm good. That first time was enough. Yeah. <laughs> Can we move on from the serial killing, please? This is gotten uh, yeah, really weird. Really, yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see. You soon. <laughs> well, technically. This time of year is when people and families want to kill other family members the most. <laughs> yeah. This is the time of year to start a fight. Your table. Fucking mouth one more fucking time, I'm going to pop that bitch. Yeah. Go look down to the basement. Shove. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing quite like having a family Thanksgiving ruined by someone's political or religious opinions. <laughs> That you vehemently disagree with. If they'd stop having such stupid fucking opinions, we could all get along. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A little political zazz from Justin. Yeah. You know, I didn't say which opinions are fucking stupid, just that there's some fucking stupid ones out there. That's all. Lots of stupid opinions out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will now list them all. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, 
getting near the end of uh, us needing to record, so we're going to review a Thanksgiving movie for everyone, and it's one of mine and Micah's favorites, and hopefully it just became one of Justin's. Probably not, because he's difficult. Yeah, he's very difficult. It's planes, trains, and automobiles. If it doesn't involve farts, slapping somebody in the nuts, or Game of Thrones, he's not interested. Exactly. A little reductive, but not untrue. So, fuck you. Micah, give us some of your thoughts. Uh, um, I'm going to go pay real quick. What the fuck? That that shows how much he thinks of your opinion. He's like, (laughs) yeah, tell us what you think. I'm going to go somewhere else while you talk, you fucking useless prick. Yeah, he is a useless prick. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And um, since I can actually talk about it now, and Justin will know what I'm talking about. I personally think that it has one of the greatest scenes in all of cinema history. Like I would rank it in my, you know, up there with, you know, in Lord of the Rings when Aylmer came up with the army to, you know, save the day, or you know, Neo in the Matrix doing the Matrix guy thing, <clears throat> where the two eighteen wheelers rush past them, and their car gets stuck in between it, and Steve Martin looks over at Andy, and he is laughing maniacally while wearing, and John Candy's laughing maniacally while wearing a very ill-fitting devil outfit. Every time I see see that scene, and I have seen that movie, I watch it every year around Thanksgiving, because it's like the only Thanksgiving movie. Every time I watch that scene, I crack up laughing. Like, I think it's one of the best scenes in all of cinema history. That was far and away the best scene in the movie. Like, yeah, easy, easy. And also where um, where uh, Steve Martin has his meltdown at the departmental uh, clerk. And just, I mean, I think that's the whole reason why that movie's rated R is that one scene. Because we watched it with my nephews, and I knew the scene was coming up. But like I mean, like how soon it was, and when they started going off, I was like, "Oh crap, I forgot about this scene." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I've had those movie moments with Young Gracie. <laughs> so, I thought what like I said, one of my favorite movies, the only Thanksgiving movie that I'm immediately aware of. That think of. Yeah, I can't think of any other Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, I discovered it late in life, but. I would watch it, you know, even if it wasn't Thanksgiving sometimes. Oh, yeah. Me too. And although the scene in the very beginning, like towards the beginning of the movie where John Candy's like clearing out his throat and sinuses, I can't watch that scene. I can't stand that sound. It, yeah. it, it messes me out terribly. The scene where uh, him and Steve Martin wake up in the hotel bed. Oh, snuggled on each other? <laughs> snuggled up together. Like, Where's your hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows! <laughs> oh, God. But Justin here always takes such great notes about movies. And I can't wait to hear his his thoughts. This one got two pages and a a one, one note that had to go on another page. Um... Yeah, so like I think y'all mentioned, this is the first time I've seen this movie. I've seen bits and clips, you know, any classic movie or whatever. It's hard to miss bits and clips. Um, so I think I I had seen uh, the the Devil Thingy, 
um, and maybe like the them turning and, and seeing the car burning and, and the, uh, having a good laugh. Um, but otherwise, I was coming into this one pretty fresh. All right, and so we start out, Steve Martin's very important. He makes lots of money and, and travels around and all this and doesn't see his family, and he is he is that archetype. Um, and, you know, Wait. he's going to try to make it home, and the dude's just like, you're never going to make the six. And I was like, I feel like he's not going to make the six. Before we continue, right. did you know that there's a post-credit scene in that movie? Still didn't know there was a post-credit scene. I didn't yeah. either. There is. If you watch to the very end, the boss that was like at the very beginning of the movie, like looking at the layouts, he's still looking at the layouts, still at the desk, and he's still agonizing over the choice of which of which cover to use. I didn't know that till recently either, because we had the movie playing, and then we were doing something else while the credits were rolling, and then it popped up, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I had no idea that scene was there." Huh. <laughs> You yeah, heard it here, folks. It wasn't a Marvel movie, so I didn't figure the the end of the movie <laughs> <would> be important. <laughs> so you know, I'd have gone the rest of my life probably without knowing that was there. Um, right. So Steve Martin gets outside. Right. We got to have a, a cab chase scene. Steve Martin's not a natural runner, doesn't appear, but by golly, he does his best. And then we get a. Uh, uh, a cameo, which I'm assuming at the time wasn't a cameo. I'm guessing this was one of his earlier movies. But uh, Kevin Bacon pops in for a split second, and I was like, "Shit, we get candy and bacon!" Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so uh, I was surprised to see. I thought Kevin Bacon was gonna like play a part in the movie. He didn't. Nope. Um, so that was interesting. I'm guessing. Oh uh, yeah, that had to have been an early scene for him. Um. Anyways. So Steve Martin Bell gets hit for, by a car, and so this this starts uh, where now I believe this movie is uh, he died, and the rest of the movie is just purgatory. Um, <laughs> cannot change my mind. Uh, also noticed that uh, uh, in this day and age, uh, in a world with Uber, this movie is about ten minutes long. Um, <laughs> he makes the six, he goes home, and he learns zero lessons. Uh, <laughs> Right. And so then we cut to the family because we got to establish he has this this adorable, loving family. Um, and uh, the one kid's like, is grandma or grandpa going to give me a noogie? And mom's just like, of course, he's going to give you a fucking noogie. And then the other kid's like, why didn't he ever give me noogies? And he's like, because he gives you fucking Indian burns, you little bitch. And I was like, God damn, grandpa hates this motherfucker. Indian burns. Those things hurt like a bitch. They do. <laughs> You literally just peel somebody's flesh off, and this grandpa is just walking in like, ah, with his man hands, just tearing this poor boy's arm apart. He's just like, I prefer noogies. It's like fucking everybody does. Noogies suck, but Jesus, Indian birds are terrible. Uh, All right, so then uh, 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 old Steve Martin, I can't even remember what his name was. Neil? Neil? Neil, yes. Neil. Yeah, O'Neill and Dell are uh, uh, meeting in the uh, uh, airport, and uh, Dell was reading a book called The Mounted, or The Canadian Mounted, or yeah, The Canadian Mounted, and it had like a lady on her hands and knees on the front of it. Um, and so my vote is that we make Bob read that book and report back. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and so. Uh, uh, you know, get on the plane. He's not having a good time. Doesn't get his first class seat. Boo hoo. Um, 
fuck you, rich guy. Then he's got to go sit next to John Candy as he takes off his fucking shoes and shit, which, to be fair, uh, y'all may have a point about the serial killer thing, because if that motherfucker was up on me like that and then took his shoes off, I'm going to stab him. Um, don't fucking do that. Terrible. But, right, we cut later, and he's sitting there looking all uncomfortable with, like, John Candy asleep on one side and the old man on his other, and the old man just lets out this horrible fucking <coughs> cough. And I was like, the, the grandpa has COVID zero. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then, uh, uh, you know, we get, get to the, the next, next uh, airport, and John Candy's like, they're going to cancel the flights. Sure enough, they cancel the flights, and the one to do it is a young Ben Stein. And I said, young Ben Stein is near as disturbing as MAGA Ben Stein. <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, uh, old John Candy proves to be real nice. Um, uh, and he's like, hey, come with me. I'll get your broom. You know, and I bet no shenanigans will happen there. <laughs> but they get in a cab with Doobie. And uh, uh, my, my only thought about Doobie was, uh, Doobie seems fun. Doobie <laughs> seems real fun. And... Uh, uh, the music he was playing uh, absolutely possessed my children. They thrashed around that room like they were in their first mosh pit. They didn't watch the whole movie, obviously, because they, they very rarely watch an entire movie. But uh, during that scene, by God, those kids boogied. So thank you, Doobie, for bringing that joy into their life. <laughs> then Dell makes the whole joke about, you know, I'm still a million dollars short to being a millionaire. And I was like, damn, Dell, me too. <laughs> All right, and then we... Then we end up in the room. There's a little bit of hijinks there. And, oh, no, there's only one bed. And I sleep naked. Right? So they're going to they're gonna sleep together. Um, everybody's <laughs> excited about that. My take on that was this is where the Pornhub version really takes off. <laughs> uh, and then we get to see Steve Martin in a shower, which is something I had never experienced before and hope to never experience again. And I noticed he's so fucking hairy that he is water repellent. So uh, Steve Martin is part duck. Uh, they, you know, their feathers repel water. I think he just uh, uh, went a different direction with it, but it still proved effective, seemed like. <laughs> okay, and so um, Dell's looking kind of just really, really comfortable in the bed that he knows somebody else is about to sleep in. Um, and so I figured, you know, Dell is about to bust that ass wide open. And sure enough, he did, I'm sure. All right. And so Dale gets to the point where uh, uh, he's really he's really pissed off old Steve Martin. And so Steve really lets him have it. And as somebody who uh, pretty much only communicates with his friends and in insults, uh, my only takeaway was, God damn, Steve. Because he really, he fucking, he gave it to that man. A lot worse than he probably should have. Uh, then we see him get robbed. Uh, and I figured that was uh, Doobie's brother Spliff coming in to uh, get the steal there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, never shows back up again, but by golly, he really made an impact. Helped this movie get along. Uh, then uh, in the morning, I don't know if y'all noticed, but on the side table, right before they pan over, uh, there's snacks and cigarettes. And I was like, yep, snacks and cigarettes. Those two fucked. <laughs> uh, Jesus and then Christ. before I knew what it was panning over to, my very next note was, and spooning with gravy in them hairy cheeks. They fucked, and you can't convince me otherwise. Uh, and I feel like Dell was pitching. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ! Uh, Neil seems like a a, a very an, an aggressive bottom, just a really mad about the world bottom. 
(laughs) And so then they, uh, you know, they realize what's going on and they get up and they're both going, ew, gross, yucky, yucky. And I was like, oh, post-nut clarity is set in. Uh Right. So uh, after those two have sex, they go get them a meal, you know, because it's it's just what you do, I guess. Um, Yeah. And uh, I just I didn't really have anything funny to say. I just they were smoking in a restaurant and I was like, ah, smoking in a restaurant. I haven't seen that in a long time. And then I was just like, fuck, I'm old because there's there's entire adults that have gone their whole life without seeing anybody smoke in a restaurant. Um, and I'm old enough to where at one point or another, I smoked in a restaurant. It was probably a Waffle House, but... Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, was it a Waffle House? Yeah, it, it was, was probably a Waffle House. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Uh, and then, uh, so then old dude from the hotel, his son's going to come pick him up. And they do this whole dramatic pan up, right? Like this dude's supposed to be super creepy and just way out there. And I was like, I like that the creepy reveal is a dude I see 20 times a day. That is just some guy at the gas station in this tiny ass little shitty town. So, so I was not very creeped out. I was just like, I know that dude, man. Like he he he, he shops where I work. Uh, and so he then he gets to going back. And I was like, hey, two flim based gags so far. I thought maybe it would be a theme, but I think that was the last flim based gag we got. <laughs> then we meet the the his wife. Um, he says she gave birth to the child sideways, and I said. That woman is a goddamn demigod. Uh, <laughs> <whoa. laughs> All right. Then we meet the puppy, and my, my takeaway there was uh, very deep and not at all inspired by TikTok when I said, Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? <laughs> yep. Uh huh. I like how the dog, when they get to the train station and their faces are frozen, and the dog's face is frozen too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I think that was. That was the bus station, right? They're not on the train yet. Or is that the train? That was the train. Oh, that was the train. Shit. Then we do a little skip skip ahead because uh, apparently I didn't have any train jokes. Um, and and my next note was for the bus. Uh, uh, and I, I don't know why I wanted this to be such a sex-based movie, but apparently I did. Because <laughs> um, when we get to the bus, you got that one couple that's really going at it. And old Steve gets to look at it. I'm, I just said, oh. Bang bus. I know that one. I've seen it. <laughs> right. And so then they're on the bus. Right. And uh, uh, old Steve Martin starts to sing a song and everybody looks at him funny, as you should when somebody starts trying to sing on a fucking bus. But then fucking uh, uh, John Candy gets them all going. And I just could not imagine uh, a situation I would want to be in less than having a bunch of people sing a goddamn song on a bus that I don't fucking know. Uh, so my takeaway from that was I'd take out my ed- eardrums with his straw because uh, John <laughs> Dell had a, uh, a a cup with a straw in it, and I would have utilized that to take out my ears. Bob, um, you've traveled by bus a lot. Has anybody ever just broken out in song randomly? No, no, nobody really breaks out in song. Uh, okay. Anybody ever started just weeping? Yeah, I've seen people cry on the bus. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not you, a pretty way to travel, I'll tell you were, that much. Were you the one crying? No, I was not the one crying, you ass. The, okay, and sometimes in bus stations, I'll be standing there, and there's someone who's wearing like nice pants and a nice, like usually it's a white button-up shirt, and he's, they're, usually they're skinny. And 
they're excited looking around and they're holding these papers and they got hold on to these papers the whole time and Turns out these are motherfuckers that just got out of prison. <laughs> and they were just like, here's a bus ticket to wherever you want to go. That, that feels like what we would do. Yeah. And they're like, no, after prison programs to help you get back on your feet? Absolutely not. <laughs> ticket away from our fucking city? Sure, here you go. There you go. Have a good time. Go, go be somebody else's problem. Damn. I, was, I was trying to sleep one time and uh this guy uh-huh. just next to me just kept fucking wanting to talk to me and i had gotten to the point where i was going mm, mm. and then the guy next to him just goes man that motherfucker trying to sleep shut up <laughs> <laughs> at least somebody had Not your back yeah at least appreciate you man All but right. that is the guy in between us he got off at like the next stop so fuck him thank, thank god I'm glad. All right. So then we get to the uh, restaurant, right? And they're sitting there chilling. And it seems like they've started getting along a little better. You know, old uh, Neil had helped him carry his thing and everything. Seemed like he was learning a little bit of a lesson about being a better person. And then he's just like, hey, maybe you could fuck off and we could travel by ourselves again. And uh, uh, for the second time, although this time I put three dots in front of it, I just put, goddamn, Steve. Like, why you got to keep being a dick all right and so then immediately after he's uh done being a dick he starts having a terrible time again he goes and finds that his car isn't there and i was like i think this movie's just about karma it's just about you know like not being an asshole and then fucking bad things won't happen to you uh uh i also noticed uh i had to turn this movie way the fuck up like way the fuck up to be able to hear it most of the time. Part of that was because my children are loud. And part of that just because it was kind of a quiet movie. Until the 80 synth music just went like. Every fucking time. And I'm just like. Getting blocked <laughs> across the fucking room. By this goddamn synthesizer. <laughs> so uh, if they could balance out that fucking volume a little bit. That'd be fucking swell. Let's remaster this bitch. Just so it doesn't kill me. Because <laughs> they'd be fucking wizard. <laughs> talking normal in one scene and then the next scene would just be goddamn 80s attack on my fucking eardrums uh, i'm getting way too old if you're too loud you're, if it's too loud you're too old and by god i'm too fucking old <laughs> right <laughs> right and so then we get to the uh, uh the scene with all the fucks uh when he walks into the car rental place um approaches a lady who's done nothing wrong to him at all <laughs> and then proceeds to cuss dog fucking cusser uh, when she's obviously having a pretty good time around the fucking holidays, seems like she's there to help people out. And I was like, hey, this dude was about to get fantastic customer service and F-bombed his way into walking. By <laughs> God, he fucking deserved it. Because I was just like, oh, this woman fucking just absolutely gives him the most malicious compliance you could ever get. In, like, his, she de- in his defense, she was, you know, you know, being kept. Chatty Kathy on the phone when she's supposed to be doing her job to somebody. So I would be kind of. I would feel like somebody's being Chatty Kathy on the fucking phone. If they're about to give you excellent fucking customer service, leave them the fuck alone. And even if they are being Chatty fucking Kathy, there is no fucking excuse to approach somebody <laughs> who's getting paid dog shit because we're in a capitalist hellscape. Fucking. Well, that's true. 
working behind a goddamn counter, probably with a million fucking people that day, just finally getting to talk to her fucking family because God knows she's probably been scheduled all fucking week and probably on the fucking holiday itself too. Probably not going to get to go eat with anybody. Probably going to have to be like, all right, everybody, I got to go work at the fucking car rental place because it can't close on Thanksgiving because all these cocksuckers need to get to and fro, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, she's probably just... Probably just having to have a little bit of a, a conversation with her friends and or family. Uh, and then this motherfucker comes up and, and uses the word fuck in every fucking way it could fucking be used. Uh, <laughs> right in her fucking face when she has done nothing to him except for be delightful to him when he walks up. And then he's a cocksucker. And then, uh, just to prove my point that this movie is just about karma, he goes outside, he's a dick, uh, decides to be a dick to somebody else right away. And then gets exactly what he fucking deserves when he gets knocked in his fucking face. That's um, true. Uh, and then he almost gets killed for the second time in the movie. And uh, uh, and then they mentioned that he got picked up by his balls. And and my takeaway from that was I hope his balls hurt. Uh, the the squeaky voice was uh, uh, was quite amusing. Um, uh, oh Jesus! Something trying to come back up on me there. So then we get into uh, John Candy uh, decides to be an oaf. Um, Gets his thing stuck trying to take on, right? We're driving in the car and he gets his thing stuck. And now he's like, oh, well, I better try to take off this arm. Now this arm is stuck too. And and I think both of you are well aware that I do not like riding in the car with other people. Um, I don't trust other people enough to let them uh, uh, pilot a, uh, you know, 70 mile per hour death machine uh, with me in it. Um, I would like to be at the helm of that at all times. Um, and so that, that particular part did not read as comedy to me. It read as a panic attack. <laughs> I was I was very stressed out through that whole thing. Um, uh, uh, and my takeaway, and this proves I've watched Fight Club way too long, because all I could picture was uh, Tyler Durden driving the car, uh, talking to the narrator and saying, just let go. Uh, I believe that's the exact quote. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all if I got it correct. Where he just drives the car off the fucking side. They let it crash for no goddamn reason whatsoever because Fight Club. Um, yeah, yeah. Right? And so then the car gets all spun around. And um, I'm already not on Team Neil. Uh, he's just been a dick the whole time. And I'm like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself. Uh, and it's at that point when uh, old dude is being so oafish that he nearly kills them. Uh, that I'm like, you know what? If they both just died right now, I'd be fine with that. I'd be okay with it, because <laughs> um, they were they were both stressing me out at that point. It was like Neil wants to be an asshole, and Dell is uh, so goddamn stupid that he can't fucking survive in the earth. Uh, but man, that was a good scene though, where he looked over and he's the devil and is fucking scraping by, clutting. That was uh, that was that was good shit. Uh, right, and so then we boom, we crash the car and that trunk goes flying. And I think that was the first time I realized we haven't really seen inside that trunk. And uh, my thought there was, is his wife's body in that trunk? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, uh, yeah, it turns out probably not. Probably not. I don't think we ever established that it's for sure not, but it's probably not. Um, I would think not. I mean, it could be. Do they ever show what's in the, the contents of that? I don't think so. Uh, no, they treat it like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. You never know what's in it. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm I'm going to choose to believe it is his wife. Uh, he is very <laughs> attached to her. Um, 
And, you know, at the time, I didn't know what I know now about the end of the movie. Uh, spoilers. If we're we're going to get there. Anyways, um, which, to be fair, it's a fucking movie review where we go whole, through the whole fucking movie. So if you haven't figured out there's spoilers by now, then by God. And also, it's really old. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah. Anyways, right? And so uh, uh, the car catches on fire because of ovishness. Uh, and then it turns out he stole his uh, credit card uh, because that's a thing somebody did, I guess. Um, or it got put in his wallet somehow. I guess I guess Spliff put it in his wallet by accident. I don't fucking remember how the the card got in his wallet. Anyways, uh, the the exploded car is now on Neil's tab, uh, who I'm not a fan of by this point, but still dick move. Um, and then he punches him in the gut. My only takeaway from that was there we go. Uh, so at some point I I uh, cheered for both of these people to get punched. And so uh, then then we get to the hotel, and neither of them have any money. So we're having to bargain for a room. So my takeaway there was this is another high point in the Pornhub version. Uh, I'm, think, uh, I'm thinking that uh, that uh, the, the Pornhub version of that, that uh, desk attendant there had a real good night. <laughs> uh, stuffed more than turkey, baby. <laughs> right. And so then, uh, you know, uh, Dale can't afford the room. So he goes and sits in the car. And he starts talking to his wife, and this was the first point where I kind of caught on. I was like, hold up. Is his wife dead? Uh, and as it turns out, um, yeah, yeah, but still didn't know at the time, right? And I was like, surely to God, they didn't tell me to watch a comedy that uh, ends up with his wife being dead. But you know what? You may have, hadn't you, you fuckers? All <laughs> 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 uh, right. And so then they're chilling in the hotel room, um, having them a few drinks. And I was like, this man nearly killed you three times sober and you got him drunk. That <laughs> but it turned out fine. I didn't expect it to. I thought, you know, this motherfucker was accidentally going to blow up the hotel or something. But nope, nope. Just got drunk and shocked himself. Uh, so, you know, 10 out of 10 there. Uh, right. We've all been there. Then they're driving. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. And then they're driving down the road. And, uh, you know, can't see how fast they're going because the speedometer melted because the, the oaf caught the car on fire. Um, oaf caught the car on fire, right? And so they're speeding and the cop, woo! And for the first time in my life, I thought, oh, thank God, a cop. <laughs> uh, yep. And so, uh, uh, right, so we're starting to starting to get near the end, right? Uh, uh, Neil has learned some lessons about being a better person. Uh, and then they're at the that last little place where they're finally in Chicago, and I guess he's going to take the fucking tram or whatever to wherever he needs it to go. Uh, and it just it was all heartfelt and stuff. And uh, I said, I'm not even joking now. It seems like they need to fuck. Jesus Christ! I, just, <laughs> I think they needed to fuck. Why do you want to see John Candy have sex? With I, don't know, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I just I'm I'm looking forward to the reboot. Planes, trains, automobiles, and discovering who I actually was inside. Um, that's going to be a good movie, I feel like. <laughs> right? And so then old dude's going, and he starts thinking back to some stuff he's heard. Like, oh, I hadn't been home in years and stuff. Uh, and then just magically somehow gets back to where he was. I guess he jumped off and jumped back on or something. I don't fucking know. Anyways, he ends back up to where Dale is. And then we get the reveal that, yep. In this here comedy, his wife is fucking dead. And my whole takeaway from that was, man, fuck. 
Uh, so, you know, that's, uh, appreciate y'all making me, making me watch something that made me sad. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, you know, he does the, the right thing and invites old dude, uh, to his house for Thanksgiving. He's still going to be homeless after that. So that's going to be problematic. I feel like, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they can figure it out from there, I guess. Uh, but then, you know, they come in and his wife's looking at him all sweetly and he's looking at his wife all sweetly. And then for some reason, Dell's looking at his wife all sweetly. And uh, I simply said, Eiffel Tower time. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. yep. Pornhub version has a little more of an extended, it's got an after credit scene too. Just. <laughs> <laughs> High five! Uh, yeah, I will say I, I I that's all the notes I took. Um, I will say I you know I grade on a a system of seven right so that we can have a true middle. Um, and I can see why y'all love this movie very much. I do not have the rose colored glasses. I don't have any kind of attachment to it from back in the day. Uh, it was a good movie. It was just a good movie. Um, I feel like I give it a four out of seven. Like I, it was fine. I liked it. I didn't love it. There were some parts that I thought were really good. And like I said, four out of seven is dead middle. Just, you know, good. That's fair. That is fair. So I'm, I'm sorry. You really want to see the Pornhub version of it though, apparently. Yes, I do. I want to see, I want to see the graphically sexual version of this movie. Um, God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Ooh, it's gonna be a weird one, but uh, <laughs> it could change. Like when they pan up on that one creep dude that's supposed to be creepy, you know, that's it's gonna kick off a real weird scene. There at the end, you got some opportunities. They definitely got some opportunities in the hotel rooms. I feel like we could. We could rewrite this to be real dirty. It's popped up. It was kind of fucked up in my head. I don't know if I should share it or not. Please do. <laughs> I mean, if we're going the Pornhub route, they were in the bed of a truck with a dog. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they have happen. those videos on Pornhub, sir. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. That's nope. I'm all right. Let's not watch that one. I don't want to watch it either, but you know. I don't even know what website you got to go to that one for, but I don't want to see it. I'm good. Yuck. Well, um, that's that's everything, I guess, and unless we <laughs> want to do well, what's on your mind. I, I I would also like to do a very brief what you play in. Okay. Uh, Break yeah. it out. Hey guys, what's going to be a 45 minute exposition on. No, it won't be. It won't be. But there the was X a game repeatedly on a PlayStation. Uh, there's 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 i'm still playing back for blood which is very very good but there's a, currently a bug in it and it is so fucking hard and so i've beaten it on recruit which is the easiest and that's where most people beat it but i, I cannot be veteran and it's just very hard uh, it's a very good game though and i think you should play it if you like to left for dead at all but the one i wanted to talk about 
because uh, 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 I felt I felt like y'all would get a little bit of a kick out of this because I used to beat y'all's fucking asses in it. Halo Infinite released. Oh God! Uh, they released <laughs> they released their uh, multiplayer, which is free to play, uh, on the 20th anniversary of Halo. So Halo is now 20 years old, and they surprise released the the multiplayer on that day. Um, and given that I gave you both ridiculous beatings in that game. You will be very pleased to know that I am absolute trash. I am <laughs> I am so fucking bad. I have not played much since uh, I think the last time I played was Halo Reach, which was like three or four Halo games ago. Uh, and my brother was very, very good at it. And I didn't have Internet at the time, as I recall. I definitely didn't have a console at the time. Um, so I hadn't played much of it and my brother was very good at it. So every time I played, he just beat the ever loving dog fuck out of me. Um, unless we were on a team, then I just didn't do much while he beat the dog fuck out of the other team. Uh, yeah, so I haven't played much in quite a long time and, uh, uh, it really fucking shows I am dog shit. I am. And, and just these kids are styling on me, just pushing my shit in (laughs) at every fucking turn. Uh, I've tried several different modes. I'm not good at any of them. I am just trash. Uh, so I felt like y'all would like to know that uh, any beatings I ever gave to you in Halo are now being paid forward uh, uh, with gusto and uh, no consideration for my personal comfort. You know, I'm probably getting beaten up by a lot of people that uh, probably weren't even born yet when the first Halo game came out in their 20s. I'm mean, very good. Super young. Very, very likely. Very likely, yes. These so, people were and they, not all they, in their father. And all they do is play Fortnite, so it's probably not that hard of a transition from Fortnite to Halo. Wait, I mean, you would kind of think so, but I play a lot of shooters still uh, when I get a chance. I don't get a chance as much as, like, a, a, you know, a 12-year-old that's got nothing but his life in front of him. Like, I play a lot of shooters, and it translates a little bit. Like, every now and then, I'll have a brief flash of brilliance where i'll make one good play but then i'll accidentally throw a grenade in the wrong direction i'll get smacked in the back of the head by somebody and then teabagged into the floor um <laughs> people still just, do that yeah and it's like i'm i'm I, I don't even know what like some of these guns i don't know if they're all like new for halo infinite or if they were introduced in other halo games i just didn't get to play but either way i don't even know what some of the guns do i rarely get a chance to find out before somebody beats the living fuck out of me and since it's just the multiplayer, I can't like go into the campaign and just get better at the game and then come back to the multiplayer. Nope, it's just I got to go into the multiplayer and get my shit kicked until until I, I finally get better. I don't know that I ever will. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm about. Appreciate that. Y'all playing anything interesting? No, nah, not really. No, nah, me either. I, can, uh, I haven't played Arena in like a week. I haven't played Arena in like a month. I didn't mean to stop playing, but I kind of did. I'm sure I'll go back to it. It's still on my phone. I just I haven't played in a little bit. They switched over to the the one about wolves or some shit, and I just I wasn't as, as into that. Yeah, vampires, whatever. Which is weird because you love Twilight. Huh? Which is weird, seeing as how much you love Twilight. You know, I, I am I am a big fan of sparkly <laughs> vampires. That sounds like um, a funny name for a deck made out of vampires is just twilight i feel like you would be in a large group of people that probably have a deck named named twilight 
I do like uh, on uh, uh, Back for Blood, you reminded me, you can name your decks because you have card decks, right, that make you more powerful and stuff like that, and it affects your builds. Um, so I have my uh, my shotgun deck, which is named Thank the Gods for Bessie. Uh, I've got my sniper deck, which is uh, kind of unoriginally named Wesley Snipes. Um, I've got my uh, I've got a support deck called Loot Goblin, uh, another one called Soup. Uh, 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 I think that's about as entertaining as they get. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I've got one that's about throwing grenades called Let's Throw Rocks at Trains. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good time. I like building decks. I have one called Alioth, and I have one that okay. I don't mean it in the bad sense, okay, but it's called White Power. God damn it, Bob. There's there's no good sense. There's no good sense. You can't use that. There's no positive association with that, you fucker. But it's all white cards, and they're powerful. Okay, so call it, like, muscle milk. Muscle (laughs) milk? Yes. Change it to muscle milk, bro. I want to keep white power. No, I'm just kidding. No. No. Don't say that. We just, if we didn't get on a watch list because of the serial killer thing earlier, then now we're on so many of the wrong watch lists. Oh, just no. Hey, at least somebody's listening to us. Yeah, fucking, not the FBI. And they're just sitting there stone-faced like, I hate these guys. Like, they're going to find a reason to get us now. The CIA is going to fucking uh, jack our shit. Um, I don't think they care enough to do anything. <laughs> Well, it's like, like it's not like we're some powerful thing where they'd have to do this big investigation. They could just destroy our lives on a whim and take like, <laughs> yeah, and take like three hours on a Tuesday, and we're done. <laughs> I lost my housing, my food stamps, my VA care, and my wallet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you rely a lot on the government, Bob. So I figured you'd be a lot to fuck your life up. <laughs> Yeah, just like, we can do it with a switch. Like they ain't even got to come to his house. They'll just turn some shit off on the computer. Like, You're fucked, Have fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, maybe I might rename it then. Goddamn. Yeah, you should. You really should. <laughs> I like muscle milk. I think. I think. Yeah, I think muscle milk is is good. But you know, that's just me. All right. So, uh, hey guys, what's on your mind? I uh, can't. Growing up pretty fast, and it's kind of freaky. Yeah. They do I'm that. Gonna have a kid, and she's going to grow up fast, and that's kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, before you know it, you'll turn around, and, like, instead of just being that adorable little baby that you held on your chest while she, like, cried at night or something like that, they're going to be, like, in my case, an almost five-year-old with a whole ass personality and their own interests and but it's delightful, you know, still. It's just like you kind of have to mourn for what's lost because it's gone. But all that stuff is necessary to get them to the the absolutely, like, necessary part of your life that they eventually, you know, that they become or are the second they get there. And so, I don't know, man. It's, uh, there's stuff to mourn, but it's, it's not like they go away. They just morph into cooler people. Yeah, you know, I look at you, too, and I think to myself... You know, those two fuck ups can be I should be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You you're gonna be fine. Like you're gonna fuck some shit up. Everybody fucks some shit up. Oh yeah. But you know, just like all you really have to do, all you really have to do and what I strive for is just do better than your parents did, you know? 
Like all the shit that your parents did that you fucking hated, just don't do that. Just don't do that stuff. And like, then you're at a good, you know, <laughs> like, like you're going to fuck something up. Like I've definitely gotten too mad before and afterwards been like, I shouldn't have yelled, you know, some shit. But like, I don't know, man, you're going to do more right than you do wrong if you're actually trying, you know, so that's all that matters. That's true. And the first time you do raise your voice and they start to cry, you like immediately fall apart inside. Yeah, you're just like, I am scum. I am I am trash. <laughs> I deserve to be punched in the face and then run over by John Candy. <laughs> uh, well, I guess what's on my mind, have you either of you heard of a show called Utopia? No. I've been sitting on this one a little bit. It's a show on Amazon Prime. Uh, and I think it actually came out in 2020, which means it would have been shot in like 2018, 2019, somewhere like that. Um, it's got the dude that plays, uh, it's got Rain Wilson. Uh, he plays Dwight on The Office. Um, it's got John Cusack in it. Um, and then I think pretty much everybody else is somebody I've never heard of. Um, maybe they've been, maybe they've been in other stuff. Uh, but it is, and like I originally started watching it and then quit because it was just, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, I didn't want to deal with the subject matter that was in it at the time. And the reason for that, for one, it's not an amazing show. It's just kind of good. Some of the stuff makes no sense. And uh, one of the characters, Jessica Hyde, is maybe the most dislikable protagonist I've ever dealt with. She's just she's terrible. Um, Don't like her at all. But it's maybe the most poorly timed show I've ever seen. Right. Because this show would have had to have been filmed in like 2018 or 2019 and it came out in early 2020 it is a show about a mysterious new pandemic that is striking children and spreading across the nation uh and striking fear into everybody's hearts and then uh, uh of course it turns out it was manufactured by this this company um and there's all this this intrigue and bad stuff uh and it just it uh it it got canceled so like the first season ends on kind of a cliffhangery type deal that's never going to get resolved uh uh and it just it's really only interesting to me and i really only finished watching it just because of how poorly timed it was with the whole subject matter and coming out around the pandemic i will say there is one character in it named arby uh, that that the dude that played him did a really 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 good job, uh, and I ended up like he's a he's an awful awful person, uh, but I enjoyed the character every time he was on the screen, especially near the end of the first season. He uh, uh, it was just it was delightful, um, but I just I couldn't believe how poorly timed the show was. Uh, one thing I find hilarious is uh, in an effort to control the narrative, the company. Uh, releases a vaccine that uh, doesn't actually work, but everybody doesn't know that, right? But what I find hilarious is, uh, <clears throat> like, pretty much everybody is just like, yes, a vaccine, thank God, let's get it out on the streets so all of us can take it without any sort of pushback whatsoever because we're all very excited to have this vaccine and trust vaccines implicitly. And it's like, well, y'all got one thing real wrong, bro. Y'all were, y'all were off base. <laughs> People's reaction to uh, a, a quick savior vaccine. 
but and it turned out it's a it's a remake of a British show from like years and years and years ago, which makes the poor timing even funnier. Dynamite, yeah. That was a text message. My wife was telling me it's past seven thirty. I really need to go to bed. Yeah, you really do. I'll shut up. But yeah, it's a remake of a British show. I'm now watching the British show. We'll see if it has a more uh, wonderful ending. Anyway, that's all I've got to say, fellas. Mikey, you got uh, anything? That's all I've got. To to I'm, I'm good. Well, all right then. For the Fat Old Nerds podcast, I'm Bob. I'm Justin. Not Micah, and I got to go, Betty Bike. And y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you later. Indeed, eat a lot of stuff, especially fudge. Fat food! Ah, mess around! Everybody do the mess around! Thank you for listening once again to the Fat Old Nerds Podcast. We appreciate you all. Please like us wherever you listen to us. Rate us as well. If you have stories, comments, hate-filled manifestos, email them to us at thefatoldnerdspodcast at gmail.com. We also wish to address the fact that you should not take any legal, medical, personal, or psychiatric advice from these three individuals. In fact, any close contact with them will require a thorough detox scrub down. The Fat Old Nerds podcast is recorded, hosted, edited, and produced by Honkies Inc. It may not be reproduced in any way or replayed without permission. It is hosted by Justin Moffat, Micah Bryant, and Bob Patterson, and is copyrighted to the creators. Oh, God damn it.